Welcome back to the Slutpreneur Podcast. You're listening to two sluts who like to make money. I'm Anna D, the professional goddess, here to give you a sneak peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl and stripper, viral TikToker, and top performing OnlyFans creator. I share the ups and downs of running my multi-million dollar businesses and the fucked up road to riches. And I'm Liz, the other brain behind the professional goddess and the bitch that keeps shit running. Get ready to hear about all the behind-the-scene moments at the mothership, what it's really like to work with the professional goddess, and just exactly how we turn out viral content that leaves you throbbing. So come take a peek inside our pleasure chest of everything sexy, slutty, and business for our hustle and honeys. So whether you're a beginner slut or a retired hoe, or just a bad bitch here for the tea, we've got something for you. And after a decade of experience creating a female-ran empire, and all the lessons learned climbing up the corporate ladder. We welcome you on our journey to the slutty path to success. So grab your notes, put on your crown, and And let's get get down down to fucking business. Let's welcome our friend, retired sex worker, a Capricorn, our community manager, brand customer service queen, spicy content editor. Yes, she filters all my DMs, so you've probably talked to her before. She is the woman who has seen every picture inside of my butthole. Let's welcome Paige to the show. Paige! Hi! Welcome! (laughs) Was that intro pretty spot on? Is is there anything else you would describe yourself as? No, I love it. I just like that you actually remember I'm a Capricorn for once. I actually asked Liz. (laughs) I remember that you were. I confirmed. I was like, she's a Cappy. She's a Cappy. She's getting better. It's okay. (laughs) You, You always keep me on my bullshit. Paige is the one that's like... Um, you need 10 more pictures to post on OnlyFans this week. Anna, are you okay? How's your mental health? Can you take a picture of your pussy? Now! How would you describe Paige, Liz? A ball of wonderful energy. That is probably my favorite. I feel like Paige is a a superstar on this team. Paige is a literal, what What you need me to do? What you Tell me how to do it. What you need me to do? Give me the login. Tell me. What do I need to know? Let me do it. And then like, Paige, you could, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. What else you got for me? What else can you add on my plate? I got it. What do you need? How can I help you? <laughs> we love an overachiever. We do. We love her. She is a queen. So Paige, what did you do the other week? You know what I'm talking about when you came here. What happened? Oh, I, I totally drove eight hours to come see you guys. I was visiting my sister and my mom in New Jersey and we were driving back because they were moving to Arizona. And I was like, you know what? Let's go visit my work because it's almost been a year. As of in June, it'll be a year since I've worked for the whole brand. So I wanted to meet you guys. So I literally drove eight hours. I think it was actually eight and a half. It was the most chaotic trip I've ever had. You've set the bar. You really have. Yeah, you set the bar. Brought my little child with me and I drove there and I almost like choked you out just to say <laughs> hi. As it should be. No, like we're when we're saying that she drove eight hours, we literally mean it. We were in no way on her path to get to her end destination. She completely went all the way down the East Coast just to see us for a little bit and then keep trucking on. Truly. And it was only like a 10 minute visit because I decided to go to the wrong location. So I'm like driving. I'm like, okay, I'm here. Elizabeth, tell me where you guys are. And she's like telling me and I'm like, girl, I don't see you. Where are you? And she's like, I think you went to the downtown. downtown. Yeah. Paige sends me a photo outside because I was like, well, there's, there's like a bar across from where we're at. So like maybe you're there. And she sends me a photo. And the first thing I see is the fucking sign that says downtown. And I was like, mm, mm, mm. So then, thanks to Daddy Apple, we just turned on Fine Friends, yeah, and we we pulled it together, and she made it over there. Yeah, it was it was it was a great visit, all of ten minutes, but it was great. It was wonderful. It was amazing. I loved it. There's so much to unpack since you've been with us for a year, and I want to obviously get a paint a beautiful picture of where you've been, your journey, and I think this truly begins with how you found me. The slutchpreneur oh, Yeah. Yes. Let's, what was your I, – I know a little while back I, I mentioned that I remembered the video. That you I get love. what I'm saying. When you fell in love with Anna, when was that? <laughs> it's mutual. <laughs> so I actually was part of another group 
I don't remember her name, but I was a part of this like spicy group for like people who are selling their panties. And then I found Dalma too. And then I do remember her mentioning somewhere Anna. And then I found TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. T- TikTok in a pandemic. And I'm just scrolling. And somehow Anna pops up on my feed. And I'm like, oh my God, this girl is so beautiful. Who is she? I wonder how many listeners have the same thing. Like they were just shit scrolling and they were like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Oh my God. What does she do? (laughs) I think I'm just like super, like my eyes just go straight to tattoos because I have so many too. So I'm just like, well, not as many as Anna, but you know. So I just saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is so beautiful. And then I realized that she was like, you know, a spicy accountant. So I just kind of like scrolled through all of her TikToks and then somehow I winded up in her Facebook group. Yes. Which RIP, which uh, Liz was oh. managing at the time. Yes. Yes. And then so what I was a part of her group and I just like, I feel like I was the most like involved person there because I feel like every a lot of the other people there were like newbies. So I can't, any, so anytime somebody would ask a question, I would just be like, hey, hey, hey. And then I remember a specific episode of on his podcast where she was talking about how her editor quit on her or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I edit stuff. Let me message her. So I DM'd her. And of course, she didn't look at it. <laughs> there was my one shot. And somehow it got missed. And I mean, now working as like part of her team, I know why it was missed. I was like, what the? At the time, I was like, okay, she's totally going to answer this. So I actually popped into one of her lives, too. And I was like, hey, I edit. I think I wrote it like 20 times, and she still didn't see it. So I kind of just gave up at that point. (laughs) So what what happened next? So I was on the SW Rolodex that was made by Dalma. And Anna messaged me, and I thought she was fake because – in what world, shape, or form would the actual real Anna, Rebecca, whoever, be messaging me? Like, so I asked Dalma, and I'm like, hey, listen, is this girl fake? Tell me she's not fake. Calls the website owner. <laughs> Am I getting scammed, or is this the best no, day of my life? When I made my account, it actually got flagged. I kept, like, trying to log in, and it, like, shut me down. And I, I had to reach out to Dalma, too. Like, hey, I'm trying to make an account. <laughs> I was like, it's me. I'm not fake. Yeah, so like Rebecca Blue's all up in there. And she's like, hey, I need some help with like personal assisting or something like that. And I'm like, oh, this can't be real. I literally sat there for, I like told my husband, told like I told like everybody, I'm like, listen, guys, I feel like I'm getting fat catfished right now. I have to be getting catfished. But Dalma was like, okay, well, we don't approve people that are not real. So like, she's definitely real. And I'm like, well, I, I read your contractor profile and just from my memory, like you did social media management, OnlyFans management, and I was really wanting to support just not, I didn't want to have like an agency. I wanted someone one-on-one because it's obviously really personal. You had great feedback. So I, I reached out and... Yeah, we took, we, it took off. I did like, I think I like posted a bunch of content for her. For like a week. I think it was, we did like a week trial or something like that where I posted like a bunch of her OnlyFans content, did like the captions. She gave me a little spiel on how her voice is. And then like she reviewed it. And I mean, I might be just, you know, being, you know, stroke my own ego here, but she loved me. So no, <laughs> I think what Stop I love it. the most is the, the voice that mimicked myself, especially like in my DMs when people ask a lot of the same questions, you know, exactly how to how to handle it even there's been some like emotional content I've posted and some days I'm like Paige I don't have the capacity to respond to people that are feeling the trauma I'm feeling I can't take it in while you take over and I still I still read them I still open them but it's I think you get to a point where if you want to respond to every DM you have to have help otherwise you have to just shut off DMs yeah, it's either to a degree once you get once your account gets so big it's an all or nothing type of thing But yeah, you fucking God, I gave you a hard drive of content and organizing that myself still, I still have anxiety for the 10 years of unorganized photos I have that are not in photo albums. So when the fact that you did that so quickly, and again, you were just on it, on it, on it. I was like, holy shit. I was like, can you organize my phone? So I I sent her like 3000 photos and she's seeing the most personal stuff I've anyone's ever seen. And then halfway through like some, something happened where the photos weren't processing correctly. I was like, you can stop. We don't have to do anymore. (laughs) 
so yeah, we were doing that. How did you guys connect? Paige, do you remember when we first messaged? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I, I truly feel like it had to be one of the like questions I had. In the, I think I actually wanted to be a mod at one point. That makes sense because I, I would say when it came to the Facebook group or honestly, if it comes to any of your content, but especially when it came to the Facebook group and it's a very like audience forward based platform, something that I always look for is who is active in the group, who is responding, who is helpful, who is showing their experience, who is keeping the area like a safe place. Because at any point, you don't know, we need moderators, we need a discord mod, we need XYZ, the people that I'm going to be looking for are the ones that are already in there and are already showing that they're helpful. Like motivated. So, so I'm sure that's probably where that came from. And then once, once you got on the side of more of the sex work side with Anna and Rebecca Blue, and then it started to the entertainment company formed and everything started to mesh together. Yeah. That's where our paths started to get on the same. Well, she was already responding on Miss Mothership. So I was like, why don't you just take over the Slutchpreneur Instagram, mm-hmm. the Rebecca Blue TikTok? So then you started responding to comments and you were so goddamn like on it that I talked to my other team and I said, hey, let's get this girl in customer service for all the brands. Like, let's raise her pay. Let's get her on board. Like, this is a for lifer. And this is when it was a great decision. Yeah, no regrets. Great return on investment. (laughs) Yeah, you got in there and you hustled. So super happy. Our goal is to move her to North Carolina when we can. And um, this is this is family right here, y'all. So I'm, I'm excited for you to get to know Paige. And, you know, I Paige, I haven't even asked you about your sex work journey. I know we, you know, based on some of the scripts you write me or content ideas, I know a lot of it comes from that. You've really helped with my dominating side, my jack off instruction videos, giving tips here and there. And I like let's fucking rewind, go back. Like how, how'd you start? What was your niche? You know, what was your life as a sex worker? Well, so let me start from where I was start when I was working first. So I went to college for massage therapy and then I was working at like this fast food place here in Arizona. And then we had this, me and my husband, boyfriend at the time had this big idea to go move to Jersey to be closer to my family. here. Because that's where everybody that, like, all my family was besides uh, my brother. And my brother came with me, um, so we moved. But it is hecka expensive to live on the East Coast. I mean, you guys live over in that region. So, like, I'm sure it's not super cheap everywhere. The Swampland I mean, is not the cheapest. Is the Swampland cheap? Up north is expensive, I'd say, on the East Coast. Yeah. The, su- the south you go, it gets a little Nothing is crazy. cheap anymore. <laughs> everybody needs their share. Well, like the place that we were looking at because we needed so many bedrooms was like $2,300. And at the time, like it was like, dude, that's really fucking expensive. Mm -hmm. Like, So you didn't move. We actually did move and we moved there, but we didn't have any jobs. So I actually had a friend who lived there. Yeah, I know. Dumb, right? (laughs) Um, So I actually had a friend who lived there who was doing like camming. And I was like, well, what's camming? And she was like, oh, well, you know. How old were you? I was 21. Like 20, turned 21, like recently, fresh, new, 21. So I we moved there, and um, she was like, well, you know, camming is really good. Like, you will make tons of money. And I kind of was like, uh, you sure? Like, I've never done that before, you know? So I, I tried it. I mean, I gave it a shot because that's me. I just, you know, do that. And we didn't have any jobs, so I was like, whatever. So I started camming, and girl... The first week, I literally was shocked. I made like $1,400 in the first week. And I was like, um, excuse me? Ka-ching. So when I, you – what site were you camming on? Uh, Streaming. Okay. And were you – like tell me about that first week because a lot of the times guys will take advantage of the new cam models. Like did yes. your girl coach you through it? Well, um, I had first, okay, so I was waiting for my streammate profile to be per- approved. So there was this co- website called Live Jasmine, which is like a European site. So I started on there and I messed up. So I've been banned from <laughs> that site because mm. you're not supposed to show anything in like what they call free chat. So like you're not mm. supposed to get nude in there. Okay. But somebody came in pretending to be this person that I knew 
So, and they were like, you need to take your clothes off right now. This is how it works. And like, they were somebody I literally knew, like a somebody who was like helping manage the other girls. So I was like, okay, well, I know this person. He has to be telling me the truth. Mm. But I literally got spread eagle in freaking free chat and they can't, they canceled my account. Banned. So that was, that was scary. That was really scary. Cause I was like, okay, well. But you picked up and went on again. Yep. Yep. I, cause I. I had to make that 2300, you know? Damn. So I went on to streaming and I was really nervous because I've never actually done, I mean, like, I've, this was the first time I had ever used any sex toys in my entire life. Before that, I was using, like, you know, the good old shower head, not even fingers. It was just the shower head. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is weird. This is weird. What's going on? And I ordered, like, a bunch of, like, toys. There was this little banana <laughs> dildo that I ordered. Yeah. It was, like, teeny tiny. And people were like, ooh, that's cool. But, um, yeah, I was super nervous, but I feel like once I get really warmed up to people, I like, I'm like really like bubbly and nice. Whereas like before, like when I first started there, I was like, uh, you want me to do what? Like what? So you, you adapted pretty well. Cause I know with camming, you have to show your personality, you have to talk and you have to get naked yeah. and there's toys. Yeah. So was it like exciting or was it overwhelming? It was super, it was super like a mix of both. I would say like the beginning stages when I was first getting the first couple like people, um, it was like kind of nerve wracking because they were like, are you new here? And I'm like, yeah, sorry. God, don't you hate when like someone does that? Are you, are you new to this? Shut the fuck up and let me live. Yeah. Yeah. And then with Streammate, like in the first 30 seconds, like if they're chilling and like, I think it was actually a minute. So like once you hit the minute frame, that's when it starts like you getting, get you getting paid. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of people just jump into the chat and then jump back out before the minute ended. So I never got paid for that. So I popped a titty out and they saw everything. And I just, well, with camming, I feel like you give a little more than what you get. It's a, it's a, you have to navigate it customer by customer. It's a time management thing. Did you ever hit a drought after that week? And like kind of gave up or was it like steady income? Well, it it was, I think I like ranged, I think my lowest was probably like 800, I'd say, which wasn't bad for like, you know, a week's of work in my eyes at that point. So I would say, yeah, but at that point, I think it was more so that I was just so, it was just so repetitive. Like I was just doing the same thing over and over again. Cause I started out camming very like submissive because I had been new to the industry so it was just like well Mm -hmm. I don't know how to be anything else but then I started getting a lot of requests for SPH which is small penis humiliation (laughs) so I my favorite for some reason that thing took off all the rage inside of her she threw at these tiny she was ready I was like, I was, that was like my forte. That was my niche. I did SPH all day, every day. Like I did so many. Do you recall the the first time you did that? Like, do you, is there any memory tied to that niche that just like sticks in your mind, lives rent free? Yes. The fir- very first person that I ever had was not necessarily just a small penis, but they were like a micro dick. Like micro dick. Micro dick. To all that is holy. This like dick was so, it was like an inch. Like the hair on his freaking pubic region was more than just, more than the freaking actual penis. Mm. I was like, dude. Mm. And then I was like so shocked at the size that I was just like, what the fuck do I say to this dude? Like, Well, it's hard when you have to talk to them for like five minutes. Like you can only say like you have a tiny fucking dick so many times. So humiliation. All right. Does camming keep going? Do you start finding customers that you kind of move off the website? Where does this journey navigate? So I cammed for about a year and a half and then we moved back to Tucson, Arizona because it just wasn't working for us there. So I moved back and then that's when I kind of started the videos. Like I started filming custom content for people because I saw like a Twitter and stuff like that. So I'd have people reach out who I had seen on cam who was like, Hey, you don't cam anymore. And I'm like, nah, not really. And then they would be like, Oh, okay, well, can you do a video? So I started doing videos and that started real rough. Like I still have my first video that I did and everything is off by it. Like the lighting is horrible. The dildo is literally in the middle of my bed. It doesn't even look like it's attached to anybody. It's just sitting there and I'm awkward. Like I'm so awkward. So like I, it was the worst, but the guy loved it. And you had to start somewhere. 
What is your comfortability with, I know you mentioned specifically the city you moved to. Would you like city left out, city and state left out, everything left in? How are you feeling about I that? I actually, when I was doing it, I left everything in. I don't know why I did that because people found me. So you're selling clips online, like clips for sale, etc. Yes. I was selling, like I said, my niche was SPH. So I did a lot of like SPH videos. I did customs and stuff like that. And then I started moving on to like the more dominant things, like Mm. other realms of that. Like just fandom in general. Like I bought like a strap on and I did some like, you know, gyrating to the freaking camera type of stuff. And I ended up finding this customer who like, he was really into like shemale porn. Mm-hmm. He would call me. I would talk to him for like a minute and he would just want to see like my dildo and me tell him he's like into shemale porn and he needs to go suck some dick or something like that. So I, he was like a regular. He'd pay me like a hundred dollars for the, just that minute. That's crazy. And wow. I mean, yeah, I went, I went with that. Like I was like, okay, cool. Like when you see me next, like you sure you want to, you sure you want to do this? And he's like, Yes. I really do. Like, I need you. He'd like hit me up every like two weeks. Like, I really need that shemale dick. And I'm like, oh, okay. Hello there. So how did boyfriend, was he like cool with this? Well, at first, when I first started camming, he was like great with it because he didn't have, I I fully provided for both of us. So he didn't have to do anything but chill. But um, there was a point in time where it started to be an issue for him like he felt very uncomfortable with the fact that I was like on camera filming videos where I was naked and you know it ran into a little bit of a issue um, because at this point in time when I'm back in Tucson we've gotten married and I'm like I'm still doing you know I'm still off and on doing videos and stuff like that you know it did get to a point where he felt uncomfortable and navigating that I'm sure for a lot of other people too can be very difficult because you don't like you don't want to give up something that you want to do because it's like something that you want to do for yourself like it's it's not about other people it's just something that you do and you're independent so navigating that was a little bit difficult but at the time that's where I kind of shifted into more so the back end of like doing the sex work like I was still a part of sex work but I was actually working for other people rather than me working for well technically I'm still working for myself but how did you figure out like how to find models to help on the back end with without the sex work Rolodex? So the girl who had originally got me into camming, she had a friend who was in the like porn industry and she was like heavily had been in the porn industry for like years, like 10, 10 years, 10 solid years. And it started getting to a point where she couldn't do everything that she was doing. Like she had an OnlyFans account. She was doing porn. She was doing this. She was doing that. And it just got to a point where she needed an assistant. And I had never known that there was like even like, I I mean, not that people do everything themselves, but I've never actually been really attuned to know like, okay, well, these people probably have assistants. Like it's hard to tell via like, so if somebody posts on OnlyFans, I think it's just them, you know? I don't think it's somebody else, but so she had connected me with her and she's like, Hey, I, I really need an assistant. Like I need somebody to edit my videos. I need somebody to do this. I need somebody to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I, I'd love to do that. I had never used any kind of video editing software in my entire life. So it was a little hard, but I had been gifted like by my sister, a like MacBook and it had iMovie on it. So I was like, okay, well I could give it a shot. So I ran through 85 different tutorials about how to use iMovie. And I mean, iMovie now, like it's not super hard, but for somebody who's never actually used iMovie, it's like, it's like Photoshop, you know, you like jump into Photoshop and you're like, oh, what is happening? Yes. I will say from recent experience, I've hopped into iMovie for the first time. I'm doing a little bit of uh, side hustle work for um, like TikTok editing for a brand or for a store. I'm just putting like text over some videos, very simple stuff. And I've been using iMovie to like flip the videos and whatnot, like very simple things and super easy to like cut things up, switch like the audios. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very, very beginner friendly if you start on an easy level. I mean, I I edited my YouTube videos with iMovie and I think all three of us in this room are tutorial queens. If we have the motivation, we literally will read the the facts section, video tutorials, do what we can to get, you know, to get that money. So I, 
I'm not even surprised that you learned how to be a video editor. (laughs) We figure it out. Yeah, I figured it out. So she handed me a good like five or six videos to edit to start. And she like loved the way that I edited. And I was like, I mean, I'm a beginner, but okay, I'm glad that you like it. So I just kind of like got a lot more. I like got more experience like editing people's videos um, for that. And she like she was my my boss for a couple years like i want to say four spring is in the air lovelies and with it comes a fresh wave of energy blossoming flowers and endless possibilities but you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, Via has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top? You can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Via ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp, because you deserve nothing but the best, goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com and use code goddess at checkout please support our show and tell them we sent you take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from viahemp now back to the show five years Yeah, I mean, she had me do everything for her. I ran her OnlyFans account, which I had never been in OnlyFans either at that point. Like, when I was camming, I didn't know OnlyFans was a thing or Mm -hmm. any kind of, like, subscription-based sites at that point. Mm -hmm. But she had me run her OnlyFans and do the talking and do the uploading and stuff like that. And I kind of, like, learned how to – because I don't feel like there's a lot of, like, how-tos on OnlyFans, but – once you're like in it, you're like, okay, this is the button for this. This is the button for that. Like click everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back then I feel like OnlyFans wasn't as like, you couldn't pre schedule I don't think you could pre-schedule content at the time. So I had to go in there and manually do it every day, but I mean, I made it work. And then with that experience, I kind of like ventured out. And that's when I had joined the Rolodex at that point when Dalma started it. And I got a lot of people who really just wanted like me because I I wrote on there that I had several years of experience editing videos managing OnlyFans accounts and stuff like that and that was like it brought I feel like it brought me a lot of joy like because I'm not I loved being in the sex work industry and being like in front of the camera and being like you know that but I feel like it brought me a lot more joy to be in the back end of things because I get to learn you know how to do these different softwares and stuff like that and work with people who do different types of content. Like I learned so many different niches that I never knew when I was camming. Like, I mean, I didn't know anything about like giant giantess. Is that how you say Mm -hmm. it? The one where you're like gigantic and the things like the person's itty bitty, like the, one of the videos, this girl filmed, she was like gigantic and she bought these little teeny tiny people, like itty bitty people. And she like dropped them in her mouth and like was trying to chew them. Giantess, right? Is that it? Yeah. And I had never like the way the camera angle had to be like, she literally looked giant. And I was like, dude, I've never even, I've never even seen this before. Well, you, I think a lot of the times we joke, I'm like, I am you, you are me because you act as me behind many different platforms. So it's interesting because you're not necessarily showing your butthole, but you get to 
Show your butthole. Through my butthole. <laughs> yes, I do get to live through your butthole. <laughs> no, it, it's great. It's it's so comforting to have someone editing all your content, posting things, and screening things by me that like you know me inside and out. You know my limits, and it's it's really great. You know if I ever have feedback about a guy because it's it's totally crazy to navigate. I mean, I think last week this guy was like, I don't want any extras for my panty order, and. I, I went in there. You probably saw my email. We didn't even talk about it. And I, gosh, what did I say? I was like, well, are you sure? Have you ever had a custom order before? Like imagine you getting to pick all the fluids. And then he was like, oh, tell me more. And I don't know if he if we upselled him after that. But I, I did. I did. I jumped in there and I was like, well, a custom clip means you can get everything you want. I will do whatever you want in, in either five minutes. Yeah. Ten, I like. I basically was just trying to sell him on it. And I was like, it's the most amazing experience because it's catered to you. Right. Like I, I just jumped on your train of like trying to upsell him. But but I find joy like going into a DM and like if Paige hasn't hit it yet, like I'll kind of get in there and, mm-hmm. and play around with it. But I, I also remember thinking how much potential you had to skyrocket. And I just kept thinking like, do I ask her if she has any other sex work clients? How do I get her up to myself? I need an exclusive. So I, I couldn't remember if you – I think you were still working with the porn star when we met. I was. At the time when I first started with you, I was working for the porn star. And then I did a couple little like here and there jobs. I mean, every now and then I'll get somebody who wants me to do something real quick. But – Majority of my time is spent with you and your brands and stuff like that. So, I mean, if I'm not in there, I'm just being a mom. So it's like, I, you are all, you're my life now. Likewise. <laughs> at, at night, I'm like, literally like, I, I'm sure other people are like this too, but like, I'll be laying in bed and I'll be like, oh, I have to check. I have to check Instagram. Like, yep. and I scroll through all the Instagram accounts and then I scroll through uh, all the TikTok how, accounts. How many accounts do you manage for us? Girl, what do you say? Like twenty? Uh, it's it's a lot, <laughs> and it's funny because I was totally talking to a friend of mine the other day, and she's like, she's like, "What do you do again?" And I like told her everything, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I run OnlyFans." Like I just like started listing. You sound things. like me now. <laughs> I just start. I just started listing things, and she's like, "Wow." Job description: not enough characters. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like. I'm like, do I even have enough space on my one phone to fit all these like, like, I think I said that to Elizabeth the other day, too. I was like, I was like, um, I think I might need another phone. <laughs> We're literally I all think running we all. out of memory space right now. <laughs> my kinky cannabis queens, come get your freak on and shop the first adult head shop on the internet. TheHornyStoner.com offers the glassware of your dreams. From beginner vibrators to expert anal trainers, enhance your self-pleasure journey. Are you a pothead princess? Wrap yourself in luxury with the gold rolling papers, vintage ashtrays, and stash jars fit for a queen. Make your pussy proud and support your local dildo dealer at thehornystoner.com. Now back to the show. Thank you for sharing your sex work journey with us. I want to get back into your pussy and talk about how you come and did camming kind of teach you how to orgasm differently and where are you now from then with your sex life? Yeah. I, like I said before, um, before camming, I was just using like, I, like since I was first started learning how, what masturbation was, I think it was just the shower head. Like I would just use that. I'd go in the shower, take my own little shower and then I'd use that. But then I started with, um, toys when I was camming and I had never like I remember people talking about like the Hitachi and I had never used it before so I was like okay well it must just like because it's I think it's marketed as like a massager Mm -hmm. yeah a a body wand yeah but everybody and their mama uses it for masturbation so did you get one yes I did get one actually somebody bought one for me same I I need to spot the show really quick though because I had when I was camming this guy since I worked long hours like I literally worked from 7 a.m to like 7 p.m just camming because I had nothing else to do at the time and I just needed to make money but the hustle he would pay me to sleep oh like I would just God. sleep on camera love that like I I think how that's long? illegal now like how long yeah how long did you get to nap for his money <laughs> like 45 minutes to an hour like he Mm. would sometimes he would literally run his like money for the day out just on me sleeping Mm. 
Oh, so like his coins would run up. So like you didn't actually fall asleep and forget about him. Oh no, absolutely not. He's like, he's like, just go to sleep. I'm like, are you sure you want me to go? Like I can do stuff. Like you sure you want me to sleep? He's like, no. I'll be like, good night, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, I really think you need like sleep. And I'm like, oh, do I look that tired? <laughs> He's like, he's like, no, but I know you've been up late and he was from a different country, but like, that's probably his kink. Like you look tired. Go to sleep, little child. (laughs) Yeah. He like, he enjoyed, like he just enjoyed, I think take, I think he was one of those guys who just enjoyed like me taking care of myself. I think like making sure that I was good because he knew I had a long day. We love those. But anyway, he, I had a wish list at the time when I was camming and he bought the Hitachi off of it. Cause he's like, dude you need this. Like I know a lot of my friends that are women use this and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And it was like the, you know, big honcho, the one that's corded and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I turned it on. I made a mistake of turning on the high setting at first because I didn't know how to work it. And boy, Oh boy, did that orgasm come quick. Yeah. Well, what was it your first one? Like clitoral orgasm like that? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, the way that I orgasm, I just, I, think clit is the only way to go for me it takes me way too long to orgasm from like you know g-spot or you know penetration and stuff like clit is the only way to go for me so that but that orgasm was more powerful than you know obviously the shower one because that was just water you know so it was so powerful and I might my whole groin area was just like throbbing for a good like couple minutes after I'm just like if it's not throbbing afterwards you need to go exactly. for another exactly my my like whole body was tingling too for like a good 10 minutes i was just like I, is this how it's supposed to be like i was confused but i was by myself too so i was just like okay well i can just figure this out i guess it'll stop at some point well <laughs> i i heard through the grapevine that you were kind of a size queen so i wasn't sure if that started with toys or if it was perhaps in your relationship i didn't start using like really big toys until after me and my husband got married. Honestly, me and him never even used toys until recently. So it, it was a total like, and I, I never actually had orgasmed from sex either. Like, because it's so hard for me to get there. And I start getting in my head and I'm like, okay, I can't do this. Like, just come up. Like, let's just, let's just have sex. Like I'm, I'm done. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, I start getting in my head when it takes too long and I'm just like in my head and obviously I can't, uh, like come at that point because I'm just like okay I'm stuck in my head yeah I I feel like we can all all relate to that because then you just you want to move along all right (laughs) yeah um I do remember though when I was camming somebody bought me um I think corny stoner sold it at one point it was like this like masturbator that had like the bottom part of a man like it had the butt and like the dick or something like that the mannequin yeah Yeah. the the big boy yeah the big boy I think they called it Big Ben but I could not get that thing inside me at that point so it just stayed in my closet until I like moved and I think I ended up getting rid of it it was really expensive though so I kind of regret that but that was probably my first real time with like big toys like I tried it once and then I was like okay this hurts Mm -hmm. so I just threw it in my closet (laughs) that's how I was with my Hitachi the first time it scared me and it went in the closet for a few months yeah I mean yeah but didn't didn't you tell me husband okay so ladies and whoever else listens to this podcast Miss Anna over here actually did talk about me a couple episodes ago (laughs) (laughs) Um, me and my husband, we didn't have like really, really good passionate sex until, okay, so we separated for a brief period of time and sex was great during that time because we just couldn't, I don't know, I guess being broken up just <laughs> made it better. The hate sex. <laughs> yes, it made it better. We literally broke up and we still like did it, which didn't make any sense. I was very confused at the time. But after we got back together, we started introducing toys, which we hadn't done in the 10 years we had been together. So it was strange, but he's like, yeah, you know, I think I might want to see you with this toy. And he like pulled out this like big ass thick toy. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, you sure you into that? And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, just do it. And I'm like, okay. So like he popped it on his like leg. It had like a suction cup or something like that, but Um. the suction cup wouldn't stay. So he just like held it there and he had me like ride his leg and I like on the dildo. And I was like, okay. 
this is nice. Yeah. So did that become a normal thing? That became a normal thing. It was like, it was me, him, and this like big toy just chilling in the bedroom having sex. And it was great. And I was shocked because I've never actually like, I've been with him 10 years, but before that I've never had anybody who like didn't feel threatened by yeah. bringing toys. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never been with anybody who wanted to use toys either. And I always thought in my head, he was like, he wasn't about toys. Like he didn't want to use them because he might feel like I like the toy better than him, but it actually made sex a lot better. The horny stoner keeping people grinding since day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually I think it was one of the toys that we sell. Like I think it, I think I might've ordered one from us and it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. So shop horny stoner guys for all your needs. <laughs> well, it, it was cool. I can't remember what prompted the conversation about sex. I think you and I might've been like, Oh, I haven't had it in a while or something. And I just yeah. started like throwing out ideas to you. And that's when you shared with me that he enjoyed watching you fuck big toys. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, like I could, I have so many ideas of how to like utilize that kink by putting dicks around the whole house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like talking to you made me feel really comfortable because I, it's really hard to find people that I can relate to in aspects of sex sometimes. You know, I feel like it was nice because I, I don't really talk like sex is kind of like always been taboo for me too. Like, I mean, obviously I've been a sex worker for a while, but like it's to have a personal conversation with somebody about my own sex life or, you know, yeah, they're com- like that. completely it's, different, you know? Yeah. It's di- totally different, you know? And I feel like ta- being able to talk about it, I feel like makes you more comfortable with being able to like discuss it out, you know, outside of like a personal, you know, cause like sometimes like that'll be popped up somewhere in like a group or something like that. And now I feel like it's easier for me to be like, Oh yeah, well I experienced this. Mm-hmm. This is how this went. So you should try this, you know? Um, so that's, that's really nice because I wouldn't have been able to do that before. I was just going to say that I agree with the fact that we also, I feel like, need to be the ones that are the examples that, like, these conversations are normal. Like, they're fine. I had I had one of my friends reach out the other week, and he was like, hey, um, quick question. Does one of, does one of your stores carry, carry Lou? And then, like, I was able to navigate this conversation of, like, yeah, like, what are your intentions? Are you looking for it for vaginal, for anal? Are you looking for flavor non-flavored like are you using toys with it Do what you are you allergic to yeah. are there any allergies and like it was just a very good moment to see how I could make what would normally be a, a, a weird or awkward conversation for someone just flow easily and then I was like if you need like any help any other subjects like let's talk just let me know what's going on yeah, and we'll we'll figure it out we'll get you some resources it's like ordering some fast food you know it's okay to ask what's the best on the menu mm-hmm. it's a normal question i want to pick your brain about sex after pregnancy it's something we haven't talked about before and as me on my anal queen journey i had a friend reach out she was really interested in some tips about training and we kind of touched base last night and she was like, I wanted to try, but like I have so many hemorrhoids down there from my pregnancy and it's just something people don't really talk about a lot, how things change and that kind of makes sex change a little bit. Um, So I kind of was curious about your experience after that. Were there any things you navigated that you're proud of or just moments of insecurity you wanted to share? Because I'm sure there's so many moms out there. Yeah. um, So sex is very much different after pregnancy. I mean, like even in those like net because you're supposed to technically wait six weeks after you have a baby in order to actually like do any kind of like penetration or have sex period. So I feel like after I feel like a lot of what I felt was insecurity about because you're you dilate during labor and you're childbirth so it to think like okay well does it go back to the shape that it was before or is it still like loot like what like I feel like a lot of the sex in the first couple months after I had my daughter was really difficult because it's hard to get out of your head about your vagina still being like tiny again or like being like loose but actually I mean the vagina is very elastic so the reason why it could expand that much is because it can also go back to that much just like you know, your butthole expands and then it goes back. So I think that was something to be in that something was what I was insecure about. But I mean, sex was, if anything, like the only thing that was really difficult for me 
as far as like actually doing it was sometimes you get like kind of drier than you did before. So using a lube and then using also using a lube that's like good for you, not like, you know, the flavored ones or like, you know, something that's not like I use a we used a water based lubricant because it's just so much easier than trying to use anything else and then potentially getting an infection. With my labor, I also got like cut to my butthole. Mm-mm. So that part kind of hurts. Sex kind of hurts because like I literally got cut all the way to my butthole and they had to sew me back up. So, but I honestly, the only thing that I can really give moms who are wanting to have sex after pregnancy is just try to take it really slow Use lube if you have to, and don't be insecure about whether or not you're still tight or not, because the the vagina is such a beautiful thing. It's a muscle, and change is not bad. Change yeah. is does not equate or equal being bad. And jumping back to the lube, please, for the love of God, use some lube. I used to think that just because I was really wet during sex and like a squirter that I didn't need lube. And I got older and figured out that's not the fucking truth. Always have lube in arm's reach. Yeah, it's like sometimes when sex is extra gushy, that then it's, you know, it's nice for everyone. It's a nice sound effect. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, add the sounds. Add all the sounds. So as your little precious daughter gets older, how do you envision the sex talk going with her? That is a great question. And I haven't put a lot of thought into that. Just send her to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I feel like in my childhood, my parents were very old fashioned. Says everybody. <laughs> oh, but like, okay, so I... I told my mom I was bisexual one time and she flipped a head gasket. Love her to death and she's great now. But when I was young and I knew I was like into girls and guys, it was hard for her to really navigate that. So like us having the sex talk was just, it was kind of non-existent. It was just like, okay, well, this is sex. Like, eh. But I also did like set like sex ed in school. So I kind of got a lot of it from that. But I mean, I did make a lot of mistakes, um, but for my daughter, I definitely feel like being very open about, you know, if she has questions about anything, because as like the world evolves, I feel like a lot more of, you know, there's a lot more kids having sex really, really young. And I just want to make sure if whatever age she is, she knows, okay, this is what happens. You know, this is how it is, you know, like make sure you're safe. You know, I'm not going to like sit there and you know, judge her for having sex at, you know, an age that may not be to society's standards. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want her to be to know that it's an open conversation that she can't she doesn't have to go to some friend or, you know, somebody else that she should be comfortable with me because I don't I'm not going to sit there and be like, OK, well, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. You know, yeah, kids are going to have sex, whether the parents want them to or anyone wants them to or not. So being someone that's there, if if they need someone to talk to or ask questions about like that just means they're going to be safer in the long run. She's, and that's yeah. what's important. She's lucky to have a mom like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, Paige, what do you have next in your life coming up? Do you have any projects you're working on? Do you have any exciting things you're looking forward to or you have going on? Not at this time. I have always really wanted to start a like freelance business. At a period of time, I did want to buy when Dalma was selling hers. I wanted to buy hers. But I feel like I wasn't at the level to really understand all the ins and outs And I think it's a blessing to be working with so many brands and in the back end of so many of like what you guys do, because then I can learn at least some of the ins and outs of doing stuff like that. You know, if I ever did want to sell like content, like, um, you know, like an ebook or something, I already know at least a little bit how it like runs back end wise. So I think that's something that's definitely in the future because I am more passionate about being like a freelance video editor and all the things that I do than I think I ever had in my entire life. Like where I am today, I if you guys had asked me like two years ago if I was going to be in this spot I am right now, I would have I would have dead set been like, no, that's not that's not how my life's in the front seat of your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think an important note that I want to touch on that I feel like we've talked about a little bit recently is the concept with you as far as 
how you clearly used to do a lot of one-on-one mentorships and that's not necessarily the direction things are going right now, but you also are mentoring the people you're employing. <laughs> like you're helping us learn the back end of things. Like you have mentioned that you have hopes and aspirations that like we can have side hustles or some of us might want to have our own brands online or audience or something. And like what we're doing is helping us to, to strengthen here, but then create that foundation if we ever have something that we want to do as well. And I think Paige, that experience, when you were thinking about purchasing that website, it really showed that, Hey, you have a passion for, the contractors behind sex work, the people that help the sex workers stand so high on their platforms. And even, you know, Liz getting into a lot of the slutpreneur stuff, it's there are spaces for people who want to be in sex work without being sex workers. So I think that's really cool to talk mm-hmm. about. So Miss Paige, do you have any advice you'd like to leave with the sluts today? Just keep pushing because sometimes you will get in your head about whether you're doing good or not. And just know, (laughs) just know there's so many more possibilities for you other than what you're doing right now and that you're just going to keep excelling regardless of who you are. Mm -hmm. Like you got to stay confident. You got to stay casual. You got to stay sexy. You know. (laughs) Love it. Yes. Paige, thank you for joining us. It was a wonderful, very comfortable, natural conversation. I was so excited to be here. I've been dreaming about this. You guys are just checking all the things off my bucket list. And it's funny because when we get off the show, we'll probably get right back onto a FaceTime to talk about work. All right, Pete. Thanks for being here. We love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right, sluts, it's the end of the show, so it's time to plug ourselves and pay some bills. So lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about me and the team it takes to run this empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTubes, all my books, they're linked in the description of this episode. Want to send us love notes, have questions, or want to collab? Send us a message at management at professionalgoddess.com. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a unicorn has an orgasm. So keep the big O's coming. If you want to check out our socials, you can find the Slutrepreneur Podcast on Instagram. Connect with me on Insta at Miss Mothership and on TikTok at Rebecca Blue and at Weird Things I Sell. And connect with me on Insta at Strictly Biz Liz and Mostly Biz Liz on TikTok. We also have an X-rated Discord chat to connect with other sluts in the industry. DM us at Slutrepreneur on Insta to get the invite link. Lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. So go make that money, honey. We'll see you next time, queens. Bye. Bye.